welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts, Patrick Bannis and Andy Liaskos. Come on in. Once again, to the show that always ends. I don't know what we're doing. I'm hearing like a crackling. Are you hearing a crackling? No, it's on your side. Ah, well, that's yeah, that's interesting. Well, whatever. What are you going to do? Welcome to From the Outside Looking In, the show about everything, the show about nothing, the show about two guys going on a journey together through a world of magic and enchantment. Mirth. And mirth. And hey, whatever, it's the Christmas episode and we're going to talk about comic <laughs> books and movies and TV shows and stuff like that. You know the deal, or if you don't, I just told you, so you still know the deal. And that is accurate. I am Andy Liascos. With me, as always, the Rick to my Morty, Mr. Hey, Patrick Banus. <clears throat> Mr. Patrick Banus, how are you, bud? I'm doing great. I'm full of, uh, I'm full of mirth. I'm full of wonder. Yeah, same, same. <clears throat> you sound like a, a bit of a robot in my head, and but that is what it is. We're gonna get yeah. through it. We're gonna we're gonna truck right past it. Yeah, your 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 high priced uh, earpods uh, providing that robotic sound, that sweet sweet robotic sound. It's what I love. It's it's really <laughs> it's it's all that I love in the world, uh, yeah. and it's gonna be horrible for the next uh, about fifty eight minutes. But that's you know what you. what are, what are you gonna do? Yeah, it's gonna hurt your feelings. Yeah, it really is. But that's all right. So, Pat, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. I am, uh, as we were talking earlier, I'm going to, uh, as soon as this episode's over, I'm going to continue to uh, brine my spatchcocked turkey. Yeah, you're spatching the cock. Yep, I've spatchcocked it hard. And uh, it's basically, I don't know why they don't call it like, it should be like a Mortal Kombat like, I guarantee you there's a Mortal Kombat where, like, one of the characters pulls the spine out of another character. Right? Uh, yeah, like, that's the fatality well, move, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Scorpion does that. Yeah, why don't we just call it, like, scorpioning my tur- my turkey? Like, I'm just ta- I'm removing the spine. I'm making it awesome. It's not quite as sexy, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, when you spatchcock something. Yeah, I've been telling— Spatchcock. I've spent all Poor morning tell, telling people that I've been, I'm going to—I'm spatchcocking a turkey. And yeah. no one has no one has no one has suggested I was a pervert in any way. Right. Kind of disappointing. Well, you are a pervert. If that makes you feel better, you're And that's you're, why we're here. For you to point creepy. it out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like my uh, our, our our kind of our somewhat traditional Christmas Eve dinner. And because there was no Thanksgiving leftovers, I decided that I wanted Thanksgiving leftovers. So I was like, well, we're going to do a turkey. And uh, my you know, friend of mine did. He spatchcocked his turkey for Thanksgiving. And it turned out great. It looked amazing. Like the yeah. skin. Oh, I'm telling you, just chef's yes. kiss. Spatchcock is the way to go, man. Like, I, I'm all about. I'm all about a spatchcocked uh, chicken or turkey, whatever you got to do. Yeah, yeah. An hour in the oven? Are you kidding me? Like, 
I don't know why. No, I don't know why everyone's not doing this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's uh, it, it's quite a special uh, dish. What else you got going on this uh, this holiday season? I mean, not much. Staying local, relaxing. Nice. Um, I'm very excited. <clears throat> Just not a whole lot going on. So good. Yeah. And the robot finally died, and it, it, you sound like yourself again. So that's awesome. Good, and I took it. Was... I took it. I took it off my my uh, headphones, and was just. I feel like it's coming back though. All right, son it, of a bitch. I don't know. There was a little. There was a little in out on mine, and then you said that you sounded better. But you know, whatever. We're gonna go. We're fucking. We're going live. We're gonna yeah, go. We're no, gonna I do feel, it live. I blame you. Is really what it is. I feel. I like, love it. Yeah, I, I feel like my fancy AirPods. And your your breeze buddies, whatever, yep. <laughs> whatever, whatever the fuck, whatever these things are, I don't. They're like the. If I could read words, I canonic, I canonic. I don't know. I yeah, I canonic breeze buddies. I got it my AirPods. Like, you, you yeah, got can, your breeze, breeze buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. If I could get, if I could get, if I could have gotten them even cheaper, it would just be two tiny cans. And maybe a string. Oh yeah, we should you try know? to do that. We should just two hundred and seventy-seven miles of string is what we need in order to really make this happen. <laughs> to throw yeah. it out the window as I'm driving across the PA Turnpike. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that should be the plan. That should really be the plan. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about holiday traditions. I'm gonna go see some lights later on tonight at uh, nice. I don't know what the th- I think it's called Lum- Luminosity. I don't know what it's called, but it's over by the uh, the. The convention center there in Oaks, PA, right? Oh, that's like a new thing now, isn't it? That's yeah, like their yeah, new it's thing. like a new yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it looks pretty cool online. I will report back later as to nice. whether it is good. Uh, not doing a turkey. Uh, I do a ham every year. Uh, we eat nice. Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve and then leftovers the following day. Don't have shit to do. Yep, love it. Which is good, right? Uh, so yeah, uh, happy holidays, happy uh, wishing all of you out there in the radio land, uh, a happy Yule time season, uh, throw another Yule log on the fire. I got a Yule log for you right here. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I was, everything I hear now leads me into a song from the Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, I just watched it again last night. It's, yeah, which my, we, it's my favorite Christmas movie. It's it really so is one like outside of Die Hard. It is like Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> it takes place at Christmas. A lot of people, oh, my favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard. It's like it fuck takes you. place at a Christmas party. Yeah, which could, the, which the, is to say it may not even be Christmas. It could be like yeah, a week right. before yeah, Christmas. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Not... It could be it could be December fourteenth. Nobody yeah. knows. Exactly. Nobody exactly. knows. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody fucking knows. It's not a Christmas movie. Gremlins is more of a Christmas movie than fucking. But such a great thing. But the Muppets Christmas Carol is such a fantastic, uh, fantastic Christmas movie. Just every oh, it's, time, it's one, it's one, it's one of my favorites. What's your, what's your top five excluding Die Hard actual Christmas movies? Um. Oh God. Um. Top three then. Christmas Carol are uh, the Muppets Christmas Carol, obviously. Uh-huh. Um. Home Alone. Okay. Uh, good Christmas movie. Um, man, uh, I got to think about what else. 
I would consider a Christmas movie now that the terms have changed. Sorry. So I'll, I'll do my top five because I have them fucking ready to go. Right. Yeah, like, in, go. in no in no particular order. Right. Uh, definitely Muppets Christmas Carol. Um, Scrooged, uh, which is fantastic. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. fucking beyond great. Um, a Christmas Story. You can't fucking get enough. I mean. Yeah. You put me on the I spot, per- see? Yeah, you made me yeah, look I bad. Know, you put me on the spot. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, just to throw in something uh, uh, different, um, I'll go with the the new Grinch animated one uh, with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, a.k.a. Doctor Strange, oh. uh, the one that came out a couple of years ago. That was really, really, really good. Uh, way better than the uh, the Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey like, one. Oh, weird. yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, weird. That one was pretty terrible. But yeah, I mean, come on, Miracle on 34th Street, Elf. I, you know what? I remove the Grinch and I throw Elf in there because uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's fair. Elf, I, Elf is a pretty funny movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And then, you know, It's a Wonderful Life is boring, but it's kind of a Christmas tradition. You know yeah. what I mean? Is it? Um, yeah, yeah. For some people, it is. Of. Yeah, for sure. And Someone... then you know, Home Alone's a good one. Home Alone's a good one. Yeah, Home Alone's classic. Yeah. Yeah. Home Alone 1. Home Alone 2 is not bad. Home Alone 2 is not bad. But all after right, that, right. the the whole – and after Macaulay Culkin And then, and then when no they longer... recast it, like sacrilege. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. They're on like Home Alone 8 right now. Yeah, this is – like this is – so I get the Hollywood hate, and this is exactly the reason why. Yeah, like, for sure. This – and then um, didn't – I think uh, – uh, Sorry, Frenchie. Um, the whole thing about like the Roadhouse like remake. Oh yeah, ab- yeah, yeah. That absolutely no one asked for. Like nobody wants. You don't replace. You don't. You don't. You don't redo perfection. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, road the original Roadhouse. It, it made you the 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 original Roadhouse movie made you almost convinced that Patrick Swayze was a badass, right? Patrick Swayze, Sam Elliott. Terry Funk. Yeah. Are you, yeah. are you, what? Yes. What else do you yes. need? Yeah, Sweet Lou, I have to disagree that the, yeah. uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal remake of Roadhouse is not needed. There's a reason to... they needed to take it to Jeff Bezos's yacht. It's because it's no one else, no one's asking for this. Right. I, you know, in, in all honesty, like they had a hard time getting the first Roadhouse made. You know what I mean? Probably. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and fucking Sam Elliott, aka uh, uh, Virgil Earp. <laughs> yeah, Such one, a hero. one of the best. One of the best to ever do it. Uh, yeah. But speaking of uh the holiday season, and uh, you got any, you got anything weird? Anything going on in the world so, today? You know, speaking of Grinches, um, someone is go- someone who's going to be having a very sad Christmas. Uh, Jonathan Majors. Uh, Jonathan Majors, I think we're probably a couple of days late on this, but uh, on the 18th, so it's maybe like three, four days ago, uh, a Manhattan jury found him guilty of assault in the third degree and harassment following a trial uh, where he, um, you know, allegedly uh, roughed up his 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 now ex-partner, uh, Grace Jabari. Um Oof. So there were the the jury actually asked to re-see uh, CCTV footage of him like roughing her up into a black Escalade 
and then them chasing each other down the street. Um, so, of course, the uh, blowback was immediate. He was uh, dropped by Marvel. He was dropped by his PR firm. He was dropped by his managers. Um, right. So the real the real grinchy part, um, you know, I guess their loss could be our gain. So what do we do next? What do we as Marvel nerds do next? Like, um, there is a lot of talk about what phase six is going to look like now. Are we going to continue on with Kang? Are we going to do the Kang thing? Are we going to have a multiversal war? And if so, who's mm. going to be Kang? I saw a meme that uh, had Robert Downey Jr.'s character from Tropic Thunder. Oh, yeah. It was like, it was like the only man who could replace Kane. I'm a dude pretending to be another dude playing another dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like it's the best possible way for Robert Downey Jr. to get back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Let's just be honest. Uh, that'd be, it'd be if he, yeah, if he, <laughs> if he Tropic Thunder the shit out of Kang. Like, come on, dude, let's go. Take my money. Yeah, just I, take I would it 100% all. One hundred percent to go. Is there I an action 100%. figure? I'm buying it. Is there a Lego yeah. playset? I'm buying it. Is there a stuffed? Is there a stuffed Robert Downey Jr. Kang? Yes, take my money. Take it. Yeah. Uh, a hundred percent. I so I guess speaking of Kane and Robert Downey Jr., we can uh, <clears throat> seamlessly go into our next segment, which is uh, the movies, books, and, and TV comics shows, and, stuff. And, and, and records, players, and, and laser discs, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, Remix, HBO Max. Uh, yeah, so uh, we just finished, and I'm not going to lie, I didn't finish the last episode, but I'm pretty much finished with uh, <clears throat> <laughs> with nice. uh, the Disney Plus MCU TV show Loki Season 2. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. think it's six episodes. Uh, unfortunately, Andy did not apparently finish them all. Um, um, yeah. You know— so I'm going to speak about this in broad strokes, right? Um, yes. This is kind yeah. of the the last two episodes were a little difficult just for the timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbliness of it, which is always an issue in this kind of storytelling. Even, you know, Doctor Who has been notoriously annoying at this part. Um, right. So the last two episodes, obviously, there was a lot of this timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbliness. But the most important thing for me out of this is like that redemption arc that I'm always looking for with some shitheel characters. Um, I feel like this finally came all the way around for like Loki as like, you know, his face turn. You know, he. Yeah, I mean, he's a classic yeah. heel. Cl the, you know, classic god of mischief um, gets gets totally murked by Thanos. Um, ends up in this variant storyline and then like you know by the end he like comes all the way around which is you know like probably the best part about this and then they connect you know and then the other thing that they do well is that they they take a lot of they connect a lot of like current comics canon to what they're doing in this in this MCU. So he like takes his role as the god of stories 
at yeah. the end, which is, you know, not only he there's a redemption arc, but then there's also like connection to the canon. So like I thought that was good. I really enjoyed that. And then a lot of like the set pieces, like the you know, the 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 time the time oriented like set pieces in like the 1890s and then like the 17 1970s very cool stuff i i always enjoy when they do that kind of stuff yeah i thought um <clears throat> the uh the production on the show is fantastic as it always is right like they do a really good job all the sets the tva is great uh the acting is always top notch in in the loki series right like um, yeah uh, it's always good. Um, you know, like I, I feel like the, the redemption arc was was good. I uh I, I have I have a bit of a disagreement. Um whereas I've never seen Loki in the MCU, even in the first Avengers movie, I guess is like was the 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 peak of his villainousness, right? Like, yeah, like he's always been in the MCU, at least, you know, more of an anti-hero or more leanings towards an anti-hero than a true villain. You know what I mean? Outside of the first Avengers movie where he was the the bad, basically, of the, you know, and maybe, you know, like Thor Dark World, right? Like he's yeah. the but bad like you can in that. See his, you can see his motivations, though. Like you could see how they could be very, like, villainous motivations, right? Even through, even through like, the Thor... Um, series like you could see that he could you know his brothers he's not real he's like Odin's son but not really Odin's son and right I mean there's there's jealousness there you know what I yeah. mean for sure you know and like yeah you know, like I feel like there's a and an, at the end of the of the Loki series there's a him you know really coming to terms with himself but I don't think it's like a full on face turn you know what I mean because like I never I never considered him a true villain since okay. the first Avengers movie. Yeah. I right. mean, so it's, know, a, like, it's long-term still storytelling is what we're, we're calling it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, yeah, like if this were to take place after the first Avengers movie, then yeah, I'd be a complete face turn. You know what I mean? But right. like, you know, like within, in what was it? Ragnarok with them, like, you know, fighting Hera together and some of the other stuff that's happened throughout the story of Loki. He's been more of a, of an anti-hero, or, you know, I mean, like, you know, consider him chaotic good instead of, like, okay. chaotic evil, you That's know? <laughs> like, I I feel like... But he's, uh, I think I think a lot of his turns in, in the Thor movies are very, like, he's a very reluctant, you know, do-gooder. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, reluctant heroes still are heroes, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know... Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's but not, I, I, I mean, look, if, if that's the biggest gripe, then it's not really that terrible. You know what I mean? It's not that bad. No, no, no. I, it's not, it's not a gripe. I just, yeah, I like, I, I felt it was more of coming to terms with, you know, finding his place in the new world, right, or whatever, right, as opposed to like just full on face turn. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But I mean, yeah. you know, you have to 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 give up your existence. Well, I mean, whatever existence he has left. Let's be honest to like manage all the timelines 
And I'm sure this isn't the last time we're going to see Loki managing the timelines. It's almost a guarantee that he will turn up in this multiversal war, you know, storyline that we're going to see later down the line. Right. But, if we still see the multiversal war storyline, right? True. Because, like, without – if they don't replace Kang as the big bad or, you know, focal point of that multi- multiversal war – do you need the multiversal war? Do you just does Marvel just drop what it's doing and go Galactus or something else? You know what I mean? Like I don't well, know. So obviously there are a ton of really qualified actors that they could, you know, that they could push into this. I don't want to say push, but you know, I I've heard like a whole bunch of different people. Um Denzel Washington's son. Um, uh, there's a lot of really bad suggestions like, um, Yahal Dumatin, who's actually playing like Black Manta right now. And so they're like, oh, well, he should be this guy. Like, no, that this is it. That's a terrible. I mean, I, you know, and it's, he's already being cast as like Wonder Man in the new Wonder Man series. So like, there right. are like, there are some good, um, good actors who could, I mean, I, I feel like you could just seamlessly, replace him and it wouldn't be an issue and it could continue it could allow them to continue oh yeah then, i agree because then otherwise you know as uh, there's been a lot of talk about like do we just shift to dr doom who is actually the natural antagonist in the secret war storyline in both of them the old one and the new one right but, right you know how do you introduce him with the kind of cachet that they did with like thanos like Do you like how do you do that and give him like, you know, the kind of introduction that he deserves as like you need to do a Fantastic Four movie? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they do, but they, you know, I think it messes with their timelines because I don't think that they really want the Fantastic Four in in Secret Wars. I think Um, they just replace him as an actor. Right. I I would. That's that's what I would do. Yeah. You just get Ezra Miller. Call it a day. It's the it's the Ezra, Ezra Miller redemption arc. No one saw coming. Yeah, exactly. There, exactly. A, look, there are a ton of like more than capable actors that could play no. this role. Like, just grab one, you know, put him in. Let's go. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that, you know, I, I don't think that it would be. It would be like Aldous Hodge, who played Hawkman in the Black Adam movie. He's a, he's a completely capable actor who's played in hero movies. He could he could totally play a villain. Like you know, it just just I think they're I think this is ultimately where they're gonna go. I think what they should do just to fuck with everybody, Gerard Butler. Yeah, or I mean Kang variants. Yeah, would just have some Kang variants, like just you know, whoever, you know. Yeah, um, he could be anybody. Um, you know, anybody could be behind that purple and green suit. Yeah, if if John Majors is out, what I I don't even know why I didn't think of that. This is the perfect way to go. You go John Majors out, Lee Majors in. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent Lee Majors. Bring him back. It's like John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. It's his comeback movie. Yeah. It you would be I mean? like it would be the Lee Majors Kang from the end of time. He's just old and wizened. Yes, a hundred percent. You know. And then like and you somehow get him to fight Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> 
But like, I've also <laughs> seen people say, I've like, I've also heard people suggest like Denzel Washington or Giancarlo Esposito. So like, there are older actors like who feel, could do yeah, this. Yeah, but I feel like the iron of the MCU is not quite as hot as it once was to bring in a Denzel Washington. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I, I definitely think that they've, you know, phase four and the better part of phase five has really, they've really lost their luster. But we all know this, you know, we, we know, yeah. you know, it's, it's fine. Um, but the, you know, I, you, you get shiny mo- shining moments like the, the, I thought the Loki series was really great. You know I mean? Season two and season one, like, you yeah. know, they're sh- short uh, shows, right? You know, six episodes long, uh, but they were done really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's also comparative to like at least in my mind everything in the MCU. Yeah, you know what I mean, I mean, I, this, you know, to a degree, the storyline could have been like maybe a scotch better, especially for six episodes. I mean, I think we spent a lot of time talking about like Mobius's, you know, real, you know, life, which actually just looked really super lame as a dad, <laughs> like a single dad. Who sold, yeah, yeah. you know, sea dudes. He loves sea dudes. Like, I thought yeah. that was great. Yeah, I mean, like, that was the well, human element that sometimes yeah. the MCU lacks, right? Which I, I enjoy that, you know? Sylvie, who's like, a, you know, like this murderous badass, but she's actually just like super satisfied, like working at a McDonald's in Oklahoma. I feel like, like Sylvie was the most disappointing character in season two. She was really awesome in season one, but like somewhat disappointing in season two. Yeah, I think the there was that shift from kind of to like she was a a focal character in season one. And then in season two, um, you know, it became like short round. Yeah, yeah. She was an afterthought. She was a sidekick and an afterthought. And like when you needed somebody to do something cool, she was there. You know, also, you know. I don't recall that Jonathan Major spent a lot of time in season one, except for at the very end. Oh, Whereas 100 percent. He was in know, the like the last two episodes. Right. Whereas in like season two, he is a focal point. So like because of all these all this extra focus on some of these other characters, they just don't have the bandwidth to like focus on on Sylvie as a main character in this. Like we've got to have some TVA you know, issues. So then we've got to have like, you know, then we got to talk about like Ouroboros or short round or whatever, like, like his role as this, like, you know, yeah, but short round was great. Yeah. It was a great character. It was a very, and like the whole loop with like him and time, Victor timely. And like, it was very interesting. It was very fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like so the, I, the yeah the the imaginary science behind everything was really fun. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, oh yeah, like yeah. It, 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 it was good. It was good storytelling, which is you know again sometimes not in Marvel's strong suit. Right. Everybody got to play like two characters. You know, like everybody almost for the most part, almost everybody had like a an alias, if you will. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, which was which was good. Um, Jonathan Majors got to play a very like kind of goofy smart inventor character yeah 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 he got he got to play like steampunk king yeah i mean like that's basically what he was yeah i mean yeah um you know um you know the Renslayer had a story arc where she was like romantically involved with kang at the end of time and then he I, i i i'm trying to remember exactly how that part went like what was the what was the 
what was the reasoning behind him erasing their all of their memories or whatever or removing them all like like there was almost this romantic like yeah we were gonna share the end of time together or something and maybe kang was like nah i'm good i forget how that went though like i forget you know exactly yeah, how there that was went. some sort of like band-aid explanation right like which you know and, and it's funny because I'm like, yeah, like MC did a really good job in storytelling, except for this couple of, you know, like the, these like sort of weird things. Right. Like where it didn't quite make sense. Um, but, you know, I, you know, I, I'm gauging this on like a MCU scale, which right. which for me. And if you guys if anybody's listened to the show in the past, right, like, you know, my like my MCU scale is is more forgiving. um. See, I'm the I'm the opposite of Pat, right? Where Pat like is a diehard MCU fan, right? And so like he's he's very forgiving and loving of it. I'm very forgiving of it whenever they don't do anything that irritates the shit out of me. I mean, where I'm, not, I'm, I'm for, I, I, where overly, am I forgiving? How am I overly forgiving? I mean, oh I, my god, you're like, and this is what's going to take us into Phase Forty Seven, and then <laughs> Iron Man, and then it's like, just tell a fucking story. I say it every goddamn time. I'm like, just tell a story. Yeah, you know I mean, like, and you're like, well, no, that's going to set up the fifty ninth phase of 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 Quadrant Seven, right? Yep. Yeah, you know I mean, and then, yep. our, but, but then I, the, but then I, I can't just like Star Wars movies because there's fucking lightsabers and shit right like i'm like this badass duel and you're like what the fucking reva's doing like who cares what she's doing there was a sweet ass duel in that movie so like i'm overly forgiving of star wars movies and i understand that and that's why i'm like everyone except for the sequel trilogy is a fucking like 9.2 right And that's what you're like with the MCU. You're well, like, no, that's not it true. Not, uh, not everything is 100% true. Love and Thunder was the only good MCU movie in the last like five years, and you're like, Wait, that one's one? trash. Love, which Love and Thunder. Oh, uh, yeah, see, exactly. But at least it was funny. Oh. At least it told a good story. Oh, yeah, but you're heck. like, it didn't, it didn't set up, it didn't set up the quantum realm. Oh, told, so told we could go into sh- Phase Thirty Nine oh, of the goddamn next movie scene. Ruined oh, one of the, it was great. It was one great. Of the best possible villains. Oh, God, what All a right, waste so of Christian Bale. So Gore the God Butcher was not as badass as he could have been, but it was still pretty badass. He had, like, the symbiote great... God. There was some good stuff going on oh. in there, and it was entertaining, which is what a movie should do or a show should do. It should entertain you and not just set up the next movie. The problem is, is that they don't do a good enough job of doing both at the same time. You can do both at the same time. I've never seen them successfully. But you can, do they both can, the they can, they can also, they can also tell spin-off like one-offs that don't have anything to necessarily do. Like you can do both things. I just, I just feel like they just choose not to do both things. Like you can do a one-off movie that satisfies Andy's, you know, love of movies that don't aren't in a twenty-seven-year story arc. And yeah. you can separately do movies that create this. I mean, you know, no one else has done this in the history of of cinema. Create this like decade or two long story arc of continuity. Nobody else has really done this. 
I mean, yeah, Lucas I guess has, yeah. but yeah, I mean, Lucas yeah. tried to do it, I guess, but <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, he successfully Lucas did. Can't it. Get over, Lucas <laughs> can't get over like a ten-year period. Like we can't, we can't just go back and go all the way back and like look at like stories right, from like. But, yeah, but like that's to me, that's what makes it special. Like you don't have to have like every bullshit movie out there just to progress the story. Yeah, like I feel like Marvel and the MCU owned by Disney is a corporation focused on churning out product to to make money right yeah. as opposed to to you know and, and don't get me wrong all the toys all the merchandising all that you know like I, I get it i'm not saying that that george lucas is a philanthropist in any way or yeah you know, i'm sure he is in his own right but like you know definitely did the star wars movies to make money but he wasn't just turning churning out product after product after product Right, they, like the movie, was, stu- the movie studio sold him the rights to the toys and all that stuff for like five hundred grand, and it made him a billionaire. He's a, I he's know, a, it's so he's great. a certified genius. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But also, but, you know, you can do like there, there. Both things can be true, and and Marvel, Marvel, Disney has made strategic business decisions that have undermined what we see now and and right. so we get we get but we they all have get it, that they, i i feel like marvel has not done that successfully since phase one correct you know what i mean like, and i agree like the first captain american movie is a great movie on its own and yes the tesseract is in there right and yes it's called you know the first avenger and all that right but mm-hmm. there was no like you know like there was no real foreshadowing for the movie was can stand on its own if you never see any of the other movies after Captain America, the first right. Avenger. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I, I, I agree with that. And Iron Man could probably be the same. Wasn't probably as great of a movie, but yeah, Blade but no, I, I agree. Iron Man movie. could also stand on its own. Right. And, but then you get to like Iron Man two, which was really just a filler movie. It had nothing to do with the actual story. It didn't really have a story within a story. You, There's so much wrong with Iron Man two. Yeah. I mean, do you think that they, and Iron Man s- 3 was even worse, right? Do you think that they spend too much time trying to... Like, I think that they have the <sighs> assumption that they need to build this all into things. I, I don't know. Like, I know, I know one common complaint is that a lot of people feel put off by the MCU because, like, you can't just jump in and watch a movie because of all the callbacks to other things. Yeah. It's like, I don't like, is that that's that's accurate? Yeah, is I that mean? too much of the issue or is it just like, do they I need to just let people do, do they need to just assume that people are smart enough to maybe have a an understanding of Marvel canon? Well, I think the problem with Marvel canon, right, is like, or no, not Marvel canon, MCU canon. Right. Is that the the MCU retcons things in Marvel. Right. And then they wind up acquiring those properties, a.k.a. X-Men, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man. Right. And now you've set up a story in a universe where, like, let's say mutants were a huge part of it. But you've gotten around explaining that, you know. Scarlet Witch is a mutant. They got, you know what I mean? Like, she's not a mutant anymore, right? Right, right. Hey, she's, yeah, she's not a mutant because we can't introduce mutants yet. Exactly, right? Yeah. So you put all these continuity holes into your story. Yeah. And then, you, you, you know, like, you can't have the yeah, Secret Wars. What were they, they going to do, though? 
Like, no, they, no, contractually, I, I they didn't own that stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just... right, exactly. You know what I mean? But like, that's the whole thing. Maybe you didn't have to explain why Wanda has powers. Yeah, I mean, like, we're no, in a superhero I, I, movie. I, <laughs> you know, like the only thing I think that they tried to explain, like, didn't they do that as part of like part of her history, like her backstory? They tried to yeah. do that. Yeah, and it's like you know, I guess I don't know. They didn't. I don't know if they necessarily needed to go that far into the backstory. Just give some backstory. Don't give all the detail. And then later right. on down the line, maybe she can be like Magneto's daughter, and that's totally right. cool. But like you didn't, right? It wasn't. But you can't do you can't do that now because you showed her at a different right. timeline where where Magneto is not her father, right? But which know? which you didn't need to do. It does not change her character in any way. Exactly. Exactly. Like it's not a. There's no pro or con here. Like if you if you didn't do it at all, no one right. would care, and it wouldn't have changed her story arc. Right. So, exactly. And that's sometimes like that's Marvel's downfall is, you know. Sometimes if you could just tell me something, you don't have to show it to me. Yeah, right. I mean, you could tell me that Wanda grew up in a war-torn, you know, country, right? You don't have to go through and show the backstory and then show the other yeah. people and show the relevance to it and then be like, well, Pietro's not there, you yeah. know, Magneto's not there, like, you know, and then you change that character. And it, you know, it is what it is, but then they try to and then but and that's fine if you keep going on that arc. You know what I mean? You've created an arc, but now what I feel like is they're acquiring all these other properties and things from Sony and then trying to loop them in as best. Well, they can. I, I also think I also think some of I also think some of what they're trying to do with the Sony properties is use <coughs> use the multiversal war as a way to consolidate all of those stories. Sure. Right. Sure. We can weed yeah, out I mean, some characters we don't Dr. want Strange. or aren't going to keep. Yeah. 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 So I think I think that's a that, that is going to be a, an overarching thing that they're going to do or they're just going to leave Deadpool and Wolverine to kill everybody, which would be equally fine by me. Yeah, right. No, I, I, I agree with you the same. Yeah, because like if you remember, we both didn't love the multiverse of madness all that much. No. Yeah. No. Like it's it's I felt like so much of that was so much of the multiversal fun stuff was just a throwaway or just yeah. a. Uh, um. Um, like a oh man, what is it? A montage. It was just a montage. Right. Oh, I'm falling through this world. I'm falling through this world. I'm falling through this world. Here's multiversal stuff, and then I land in right. this this one world that has a a really cool group of heroes. Right here's here's the Black Bolt from the ABC show. Here's a different Captain Marvel. Here's you know um uh. What's her name? Captain America. Super fun. And then here's yeah. here's Mr. Fantastic. And here's da -da 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 -da, Professor X. Yeah, right, right, right. Right. Exactly. And then they just then they just murk all of them are like, ah, suckers. It's like, well, that you just ruined it. Like you just, yeah. you know. Yeah. So and then and then they, then they're going to like then they're going to show us some some multiversal stuff and they're going to show us like freaking the Frasier uh, beast. And it's like, well, dude, nobody gives a shit about that. And that, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you marked all the good, you mark all the fun characters, and you want to bring them back. Yeah, put the respect on Kelsey Grammer's name. That's deserved. He's not Frazier. He's, he's, he's accomplished Isn't actor. He though? Yeah, Isn't he, oh, he no, Frazier, he's Frazier. He's fucking amazing as Frazier. Yeah, Frazier's a great show. 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, 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 but I feel like, you know, it, it, it's just the evolution of comics in general, right? Yeah, I mean, like, you, you keep... Um, it's, it, it's the same problem that you have... Marvel has the same problem that Dragon Ball Z has, right? What? No, it's true. It's true. It's 100% accurate. Because every villain is the strongest thing in the world, right? Or in the universe and threatens the universe, right? And then our heroes have to get stronger to defeat the strongest thing in the universe. The next time something happens, it has to be something stronger than the strongest thing in the universe that now our heroes are stronger than, right? So it's this never-ending cycle of leveling up, right? So that's why you got Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan 2, Super Saiyan 3, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan God Blue, Super all this other stupid shit where if you would have just told a story and not worried about destroying the entire universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we wouldn't have to power up every time because that's that's the thing with with godlike power is you can't go backwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean what what do they do what do they do though? I mean, what do they do with some of these characters like I mean, I guess maybe there is a hierarchy Right. Where you'll have like a, you know, Loki is a reasonably godlike character, but not too bad. He doesn't really do too much stuff. He just does some like mischievous stuff. And then there's like maybe a Doctor Doom character who's like, you know, conniving and pretty powerful. For And then there's like a Galactus character who's probably who should theoretically be stronger than Thanos, but maybe not as strong as Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. Like, how do you create that hierarchy to set stakes, though? You know, like... And that's that's the thing, though. Once the stake is set at the entire universe in all reality... Right, right. right it's, it's hard to go above that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, we haven't had enough... I think we haven't had enough movies where, like, the Avengers... Just the Avengers fight a bad guy, and it takes all of the Avengers like really working together. Age to of beat Ultron that. was the Age right. of Ultron was the last right. one, yeah. but you know, and then we moved into like the Thanos thing, where it's like, well, I need I I need everyone, I need all the heroes from all over the place now, so I can right. have this gigantic thing where not everybody gets much of any time, right? Right, right. and but but we but it's this universe killing thing right. that we have to and and we're going to be in the same spot now with like the multiversal war where it gets even worse because like if you thought like just one universe one threatening of a universe was bad wait until we threaten all the universes right, and then we right. have to involve all of those universes heroes which yes. while it may be super fun to have like the three spider-man do the meme pointing Right. It still means that we need like to figure out how to build a movie or, you know, let's just say two and a half hours worth three hours, well, not two and a half hours, uh, like five hours worth of like a two movie story arc, but yet give everyone enough time. If it's going to be five hours, let's spread that across three movies, please, because six yeah, hours, I mean, three two... movies. Ah, That's the deal. Dear. That's the deal. Five hours, 45 minutes, three movies. Deal. Yeah. I'd shake on that. Boom. Done. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they should, then they should do that. That's the way it's, you know, like I'm fine with all that, but I I agree. The stakes, I, I think that once they get through this, this really poor 
phase five and phase six. I mean, let's, I mean, phase six is not going to be great either. I don't let, let, yeah. you know, it's not going to be great. Cause they're going to, now they're already now, like no matter what else you do in phase six, wonder man or whatever, whatever else you do, you still now have to suffer through this Kang storyline where we have to recast Kang. Right. And, and everybody's going to be fine with it. Nobody's going to care. No, nobody's going to care. It's just, that's, that's, that, that's the, you know that's the, that's the 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 Dragon Ball Z glitch, let's call it, right? Yeah. Because at no point when the X Men show up, right? If Magneto is threatening, you know, uh, an orphanage in fucking New York City, nobody cares, right? No, yeah, you know I mean, they're like, yeah, it's like that's uh, it's two hundred kids. We got to save. The, we got to save the entire multiverse. Yeah, but have That's you seen the multiverse lately? Two hundred ninety-seven trillion kids. We got to save. So, like, I think like once they get once they get this sorted and do whatever kind of weird consolidation they're going to do between the Deadpool movie, which whatever that's going to be, you know, whatever kind of multiversal stuff that's going to be, and then this. You know, this two part arc where we get through the Kang thing and we kind of sift through here's the Sony guys that we're going to get rid of. Here's the Marvel characters we're going to get rid of, whatever. And then we we land on something. Right. You know, hopefully then we can get back to these singular movies where it's like, you know, because we make we make we do make these we make these villains look weak. Like, yeah, like, you know, we have we had a Kang appearance in the Ant-Man movie. And just Ant Man beat him. Yes, that's like well now Kang's a, Kang Kang looks like a puss like he just right and you know and, I mean? and that's that was Kang the Conqueror right, right? that was like, the that Kang the Conqueror yes you know so and it's like and that's and that's the thing right so like what are we gonna have that threatens yeah that that's what's annoying about the MCU and 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 their their method of storytelling, um, like. When we read comic books, right, like we, we have our own favorite series and, and things like that. And and, and we read that in a, either, you know, like you buy an omnibus or, or whatever, you read it as a serial um, and you enjoy the storytelling of maybe that author or, the, or those characters or whatever. But then you get the, you know, the the annuals, right? The crossover events. Those happen once a year, every once in a while. Unfortunately, right? once we, a year. Yeah, right. The annuals, yeah. But the crossover events, maybe they happen every once in a while, these crossover stories and things like that. The MCU tries to do annuals and crossover events in every movie. The stakes are also, that high. They're also doing it now in in the comics, like every yeah. year. Like they're they and DC have done the same thing. We're like we're having we're having some like universe spanning event every summer. Yeah, as I will now. Now you don't need it. Can we just can we just ruin the universe and be done with it? Let's just start over. Let's just kill the universe and see what happens. Like, yeah, no, yeah, it's like yeah, just start it over. Yeah, they created their they created their own fatigue, and so like this is going to be a way of I guess them helping to get through that fatigue and move on to like the next phase. But like all in all, I mean, like as far as like the the Loki season goes, like. You know, there wasn't like they didn't do a lot of weird cameo stuff. It was yeah, we, no, didn't, no, Lo- we didn't yeah. have to play that game. Yes, you know? I agree. Where 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 are you at on Loki? What's your uh, what's your rating? 
I man, I like you know, it's like a seven. It's like a seven to seven and a half. I actually, it was enjoyable. Six. It was six episodes that so we kept it tight. The acting is great. All these actors are like they're all, they're all such really great. Like I really appreciate like all the actors. I thought they do. You know, they they've been in this for now. They've been in the game. So yes. like they and then you gave a short round, which is like always a lot of fun. I'm glad yeah. he's he's having a career renaissance. Um, the yes. time, yes. The, you know, the the time, like the time, the setting. All that stuff is really good and well done. They tied in the canon well. Um, you know, t- timey wimey wibbly wobbliness aside. Yeah, I I was it was fine. It was a little tough at the end. Like I guess I guess the takeaway is Loki remembers that he's a god and he can actually just. I'm just gonna go up here. I'm just gonna put all this stuff together myself. I'm yeah, just gonna no, fix right? the like, timeline myself. Yeah, the the ending was like meh, but I, I'm also the same. I'm like seven, seven and a half. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it it was it was good. It's the best thing the MCU's put out in quite a while. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that hopefully there's no like this is this is the end of this. We don't do. There's no more TVAing. There's no yeah, more. Right. You know, these characters all are done. Their story, their run has ended. The only yes. the only you know the only people that need to make a reappearance here are probably going to be Loki in Secret Wars. Right. Um, because he's the, you know, he is the god of stories. And then, yeah. you know, that's probably it. None of these characters need to make another reappearance. They can they can take on another role somewhere else doing something else great. You know? Yeah. You know what we should do next, Pat? Just speaking of time and, and things like that, right? Like, should we, and feel free to comment, send text, should we do the 60th uh, anniversary uh, Doctor Who? Is that that three movie three series episodes. that they're doing right now? Yeah, with it's David on Tenet. Dis- yeah, it's yeah, on Disney so Plus. I, I would love to watch that. I, you know, I'm gonna res- I'm gonna reserve like I'm not gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment for in this episode in totality. Like I'm not gonna say anything. Like I, you know, but yeah, I would no, love I, to- I haven't watched it yet at all. So I'm watching Neither Doctor Who. Yeah, I'm watching Doctor Who with the girls. We are on Matt Smith, the eleventh Doctor. Great. Right? Uh, big fans of uh, the Tenth Doctor, David Tennant, of course. Uh, but also, yeah, but also fans of Matt Smith. You know, t- totally different Doctor, definitely a little bit more humorous, right? This is a Fez really now. great, like the current, the current adaptation from like O five on. There's been a really good run. Oh of yeah, actors for sure. playing the Doctor, like yeah, a hundred, a hundred percent, right? Yeah, and then seeing David Tennant return as the Fourteenth Doctor is really like interesting to me. I want to see how, the, and, and supposedly it's it's the redemption arc or the the proper send off that Donna Noble should have had, even though Donna was annoying, right? Yeah, but like she was yeah. an important character to the story. All right, fine, you know? you, you, you've made me do it. You yeah. made me do it. I don't think that Donna Noble needs a send off. I don't yeah. think that I don't think that the companions, oh, I was never a Donna Noble fan. Neither you know was I. I. Yeah. So I, I don't think that like of all the companions that need a send off, Donna Noble does not need one. We do right. not need to piss off the entire fan base by bringing back David Tennant to live in parallel with the 15th Doctor and just say, here they both are now. Right, and, and there just, was no and, need, to. and just just for a a Donna Noble send off, right? Just for like, that, like I would have been much happier with Rose or Martha. You know what I mean? Right. Like both were better companions right. than and, Donna. And, like there was actually like even almost like almost a romantic 
thing there. Oh, between yeah, between well, especially between Rose right. and and the Doctor. Right? So like, uh, yeah, I, I thought that that you know, like those you know, if anything deserved it. Like I just didn't I didn't watch a lot. Like I just didn't care. Right. But I do love David Tennant's Doctor, so I'm definitely in on watching it just for David Tennant. I like Donna Noble better when she's on The Office. Oh, 100%. 100% when she's on The Office. That (laughs) is is my favorite version of Donna Noble. It really is. Yeah. So, you know. But, yeah, I I would agree. I think we're going to do – I think we're going to watch Invincible, right? We're watching Invincible. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the the midst of watching Invincible. Uh, The Boys Season 4 is going to come out pretty soon. Um there what are some movies we... that are floating around out in the ether that we should probably get around to. Um, the Flash, yeah, probably going to be worth a watch just to just to get it out of our system. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's definitely, but I would love to fit this in somewhere. Like, I'm all for it. Like, if we did that after Invincible, like that'd be totally fine. I would love to do it. Um, yeah, yeah, we should definitely do that, and then we could just have more of a Doctor Who conversation about our favorite Doctors and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mine's never going to change. Like my my top three or so Doctors are never going to change. But um, you know, yeah, what's, I'm always, your, what's the top three Doctors? Uh, I mean, Tom Baker is the number one Doctor. He's my Doctor. Um, so that's never going to change. That's that's uh, what what doctor number is Tom uh, Baker? He's the fourth doctor. He had the big yeah, he's, scarf. He's scarf doctor. Yeah. Uh, he's always going to be my doctor. Um, that'll never change. Um, David Tennant's probably my second favorite doctor. Yeah. Um, great. Um, and then if I had to say probably John Pertwee, he was the third doctor. Third doctor. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was I, I really enjoyed his stuff. And then like after that, like we can just, you know. There's there's a whole you know. Yeah, I would probably go Tenet, Baker, Smith, right? Like I do like Matt Smith quite a bit as the yeah, Doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely uh, he's definitely five. like he's he's sort of he's sort of like a more aggressive Doctor too. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I, uh, Colin Baker is in that mold. He was a very aggressive Doctor. I think he was like the seventh Doctor. Yeah, right. Something like that. He was a very aggressive version of that character, which was cool. I, you know, it's it's good to see that kind of aggro spin. Yeah, right. Yeah, so. Yeah. And, and I like, oh, yeah, that, speaking of uh, Matt Smith, House, House of the Dragon Season 2 also coming out. You got Fallout 76, uh, and then Kratos is also coming out, which could be kind of cool. Yeah, and then I think we still, we talked about, oh, man, what was it? Uh, we talked about watching Blue-Eyed Samurai. Oh yeah, blue eyed samurai. Yeah, um, yeah. And then uh, what is um, it? Just the the new Christopher Nolan thing on Netflix. Something Rebel Moon. Rebel, Rebel Moon. Moon. Rebel Moon. Um, yeah. Like there's a whole like this is. I, I'd you watch know, that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I'd watch that. Isn't it great? It, don't we live in such a great world where like we're just just drowning in content? Yeah. Like my like my, just put it on my tombstone. He died because he died. He drowned. He drowned in content. Yeah, and you got Dune, the second Dune movie coming out sometime right. soon. Yeah, so it's, so it's like I'm just we're just yeah. like drowning in content. Like when I when I <laughs> and I when literally I... have a stack of books like up to the ceiling I need to read to. I'm never gonna have Equally. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hanging out. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Keep the change, uh, you filthy animals. Joyous Kwanzaa. Fucking keep the change, filthy animals. Great. That's uh, from Pat's favorite Christmas movie, <laughs> Home Alone, right? Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, that that's it. I'm Andy Liaskos. I'm Patrick Banis. Deuces. Peace. <laughs>